everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Before we get started, I want to tell you about a free webinar coming up this Tuesday. It's part of our Nine Principles in Action series. We'd love for you to join us. The topic is Leader Superpowers, Culture, and Communication. You'll learn how to use these superpowers to achieve a great experience for students, families, and your team the rest of this school year. To register, head over to Studer Education, S-T-U-D-E-R-E-D-U-C-A, T-I-O-N dot com slash events and click on the event button and the right hand side of the page. Now let's jump into today's episode. I'm excited to introduce you to our guest, Tim Roster, who will be leading the webinar on Tuesday. Tim joined the student education coaching team this past July. He has served in education for 36 years as a teacher, an assistant principal, a principal, assistant superintendent, and he was elected three times to the office of superintendent. His work and his life have been in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Tim's service has brought excellence to this school district. His work at Pace High School assisted in moving the school to an A ranking, and as principal at Navarre High School, his leadership increased the school grade from a C to an A over a three-year period. Under his leadership, Santa Rosa County School District prospered. His work increased the graduation rate 10 percentage points, increased the district ranking to an A status, and provided robust work in career academies. He retired as superintendent in November 2020, and as we said, Tim joined our student education team as a leader coach upon retirement and is with our partners today. So Tim, welcome to our show today. Janet, it is indeed a pleasure to be here to visit with you and the amazing student education team and those partners that we serve and and those robust opportunities out there in education of individuals who are listening to this podcast thinking we can do better. This is a great place to land your work. Absolutely, Tim. And, you know, I tell people all the time, the people who work with us are some of the best out there, you know, because it's it's to, to get better and better and to build excellence. You know, we have to continuously reflect and look at ourselves and and have a commitment to improving our work. And so um, for, for you listeners out there, this will be a treat today because Tim has truly been one of those great superintendents who has led a district to organizational excellence. So let's take off on that, Tim. Your background in education um, is impressive and you've had a variety of roles over more than three decades in the field. So can you share a little bit about what made you want to to work in education to begin with? Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. I reflect back to my earliest decisions that education was my pathway and it really wasn't by happenstance. I I think I had great role models in my youth and early adulthood that that centered me on service-oriented work. And so I thought education was a way that I could both satisfy that need to give back to my community, which I was deeply involved with, having grown up in, in, in Pace, Florida, and then gone to school there, and then returned to teach, and then become an administrator in the same county that I graduated from. I just felt like 
I had something to give back to my communities and education was the pathway that I chose. So role models like my dad and specific teachers who influenced me early in my, uh, my career really challenged me to, to give back to my community. And, and I just felt like education was a powerful tool to do that. And most importantly, I fell in love with students. I, that was almost an immediate addiction to the energy, the passion, the just the, the uniqueness of their lives just was something that I was just interested in changing and moving forward in a positive way. And I, I like to say that education chose me. I really didn't choose it. So the first day I actually sat in a classroom as a teacher, I knew that I was I was in my right path. And so um, I'm pleased to share with you 36 or 38 years later, really, I, I still feel like that's the case. Yeah, that's great, Tim. And yeah, I know you've learned so much over the decades um, with the work that you've done and the experiences, you know, have been valuable to you to coach others on the journey of continuous improvement and organizational excellence. So as you've made that transition from from being an educator and a leader in a school system and, and working with other um, leaders in our profession. What do you enjoy most about this work? Oh, I, I just absolutely love the experience of being able to guide leaders in a way that molds the lives of students. And I, I really, in, in my discourse, I really challenge myself to make certain that my actions of, of organizational excellence, whether it be mentoring a leader in a crisis or building some very strategic initiatives that are directed towards student learning, that we always remember that the end result is a successful student. And when you see a successful student in a successful school district or uh, university or college, you see a great pattern of organizational excellence that's tied from the classroom to the boardroom with everyone sharing their work. And I think it includes our work as a student coach really does include affecting those systems, those boards, those leaders, even policies in a way that is student-centered and student-focused. That, that really is a part of our continuous improvement journey. And I really enjoy affecting that positively. I love the challenges associated with that. I, no one would dismiss that in the midst of a difficult environment with COVID, not just COVID, but the other pieces of of our community and certainly our culture that's challenging leaders today, it's it's a great opportunity to be able to influence those relationships positively and to edify others to make certain they're bringing the work of educating students into a positive realm uh, all the time. And I, I think that's the most enjoyable part of my work uh, along with building amazing relationships with amazing educators all across the country. I will share with you every boardroom I step in, every office I work through, I'm seeing passionate people who truly, truly are engaged in this work and, and consider it their lifelong challenge and lifelong work to make it work. I, I just love seeing that and love being a part of that. And when you ask me what I enjoy about the work, it's the people that are mm -hmm. centered on our work and making certain that their work is our work and we work with them to make it uh, effective to making sure students are having a rich, engaging experience. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's so true, Tim. It's the work is really important, and it's those relationships that we build that are, you know, that are lifelong. I think that's the great part about it. It's it's 
it's the um the connections that we have just it's just not you go in you do a project and you leave but you really build in those long-standing relationships that you know they changed me as a person because of my interaction with them and I know you probably feel that same way you do I do absolutely and I think it kind of goes back to that uh piece of work early in my career, I had a mentor that challenged me to be an effective teacher and then an effective assistant principal, effective principal. And that mentor challenged me all the way through my superintendency. And I think as we look back at our work, we had those individuals in our lives that that motivated us, that challenged us, and sometimes criticized us to be better leaders. And, and that, all that's perfect. And so as a student coach, I have the unbelievable privilege of being able to walk in that walk of being that mentor. That's great. Yeah, in our episodes this new year, we've been focusing on workplace culture. You know, that is is more important. It's always important, but I think more important than ever right now. Um, And the topic of the webinar you're leading this Tuesday is right in line with that. It's, It's understandably been a challenging time for many leaders, as you just talked about, to sustain that strong workplace due to the challenges you know, of the pandemic and other things, Tim, I think you're right. You know, the pandemic is just kind of the foundational challenges out there. So what are the most significant things leaders can do to sustain a a positive work environment for employees and students? The three things, engagement, engagement, and engagement. (laughs) I I cannot draw too far away from this. Uh, I, I think as we, our experiences, rich experiences as leaders, really provide us that diverse opportunity to serve in different modalities and in a COVID environment and not just a COVID environment, as I've shared before, but the unique challenges that leaders are having to deal with, the dynamics of communities, the the division that feels real and is real, not just in our communities, but those divisions and those divisive efforts fall over and roll over into our schools as students lead families that are having some of those same experiences. Building engagement systems and systems of communication to engage is a powerful tool to to help offset the unbelievable effects that those pieces of work can have. I know as superintendent in the first 10 months of the pandemic, uh, we had so many dynamic system changes so quickly and that hasn't ceased. And as I speak to leaders across the country, they're dealing with policy changes three and four times a week, whereas I would have dealt with it once or twice a year uh, pre-pandemic. And that continual effective challenge of having to communicate and engage uh, is just a powerful piece of our work. And then leaders need to think about that intentionally. And I I believe our work as student coaches is to draw them to that piece of intentionally looking at engagement systems, communication systems that are affecting their work and those that they serve in a positive way. And we have to retool ourselves. We have to retool leaders and challenge them to look at the skills that they have. And something as simple as cascading communication now is a robust activity that was done once done once a week, now you're doing it two and three times a day. And right. I think that's a powerful piece of our work. So retooling leaders with those skills necessary to develop pathways for success. And, and then you broaden that out. That, that communication has to really touch every fabric of every community, both parents, students, 
teachers, non-teachers, and those are in the classroom, they're serving in other directions from bus drivers. So there's no person who's serving in our school system today that doesn't need to hear that continual pulse of information. And then lastly, I think we've got to challenge leaders to just to continue to build those relationships and connecting to those who serve and purposeful ways. I, I just can't get past the engagement piece and the continual efforts to reach and touch those that we serve is a paramount purpose of our work right now. And as leaders challenge themselves I, to look at the continual onslaught of effects of the COVID uh, you know, virus and, and, and the policies that are affected, it's going to continue post-COVID, whenever that is, whether yeah. it's tomorrow or six years from now, we're still <laughs> yeah. going to be in that work of, of having to communicate effectively. And, and now is a very challenging time to do that. But I think it's it's a purposeful time for us to learn, learn that. Yeah, I think so. Boy, we'll be, I mean, we're learning in ways that we never thought that we would need to learn. And so, you know, your webinar is um, references culture and communication as, I love this, Tim, as, you know, leader superpowers. Um, so what role does communication, go a little bit deeper here, what role does communication play in contributing to that strong work culture and how can leaders harness this superpower as we move into the middle of the academic year? Superpower paralleled with a super strength, because I believe that's where leaders today, they're just tired. And But I don't think we can back up from making understandings that communication helps build engagement and that engagement is through great relationships and an engaged leader creates an engaged employee and that engaged employee can then work their work hap with a, with a ha they're happier they're more engaged they're more satisfied and that that employee owns their work they own the system's work they own the school's work they own the school district's work they they become married to that purpose, as we so adamantly say in student education, we've got to connect to that purpose of our why, of what we do, and understanding that why, uh, and even communicating that why is a powerful opportunity for leaders today. So communicating to build relationships is, is an effective way that those superpowers can be engaged and used. And in this COVID world, we're, we're just about connecting people to their purpose. And that's a constant task. It's not something that you do once uh, and then you leave it alone in a normal school year. This experience is something we have to engage in with connecting people to purpose almost on a daily level and, and building tools, whether it be a, a huddle meeting or a plus delta type activity or or just sharing that cascading of information that it's in a positive light and celebrating people and building that culture of gratitude really allows us to engage those employees and those that we serve uh, to make certain that we are engaging them in a way that's moving our policies and our, our information forward. And I think that engagement is uh, difficult today. And I, I think the leaders today are just tired. And um, I think to that point, as will be challenged in the webinar, you first have to re-engage yourself often to be able to re-engage others. So uh, what I mean by that is very specific. You've got to take care of yourself, both in a social, emotional, and a physical way that allows you to do that work in a very positive light. Yeah, it's great. Looking forward to the to the webinar and, and uh, a topic that 
is on the um, the forefront of people's mind today. And I love what you just said. You know, sometimes it's not a matter of what tool or picking the right tool. It's a matter of just picking. It's doing something and consistently doing that and building those connections and being able to engage in that very meaningful and authentic way, um, which you're so good at, Tim. So, you know, thinking back over your experiences in education, there's so many things that you could lay out in terms of successes that we talked about. You know, is there, as you think about that, is there anything now that you wish you had known sooner, you know, that might be helpful to our listeners? I I love this question. You know, there's so many of those for me, Tim. So. Janet, to that point, the first thing I'll say to our listeners is this, there is something, there is something you're doing or not doing that you could do better. And and once we get to that reflection piece and realize it's okay, then it's a little easier to step forward. But I, I just was sharing with a colleague uh, of mine, another student education coach, Dee Dee Ashby, and we, we onboarded together in this work in July. And some of that work was, um, it was just difficult as, as any transition is, and it challenged me. The one thing both of us came away with was there are so many things we would do differently now that we have reflected on our work. And that's the challenge is, and you're in the midst of the battle of reflection is just one of the things you don't have time for. My challenge to those listening, make time for it. Absolutely set yourself down and those that serve with you and make sure this is a piece of your work. I would focus a lot more as superintendent on those short cycles of progress review, short cycles of systems review. Unfortunately, that's the hardest work I've learned to coach. It's just really difficult to get leaders to get to that point. But rightly so, there is a lot you need to go through to get to that work. But those short cycles really allow us to take bites out of our day, out of our week, and out of our year that really help us to refocus our work. We identify where we are on target. We identify actions that are being successful or unsuccessful, and we can change on the fly. And I think that's the thing I would change most about my superintendency and those that I lead and led and to make certain that that cycle of process review, that short cycle, not just waiting to the end of the year, but let's do this quarterly, even monthly in some cases, Mm -hmm. really will challenge me to be a better leader. So I'll I'll echo, that's my personal reflection, but I'll tell listeners, there is something you're doing or not doing that probably can be reviewed. And then lastly, I will tell you to, if you can't figure it out, ask someone because they and really, really be open-minded as to what they will say to you and then listen to it and try to adjust appropriately. Yeah, I love it. And I, lo- I think that what you just mentioned as the short cycle planning, it's a difference maker in what helps you achieve results, Tim. So as we close today, what piece of advice would you give leaders to help them lead boldly in these uncertain times or in the face of obstacles and challenges. But just from you, you know, as you've learned over the course of time from being superintendent to a coach, you know, what, what, what would you advice would you give? It's what I've threaded into the conversation and reflection is a big piece of our work. So build ways to reflect not only on your work, but on those that you serve and those that serve in the system. So reflection is a big, big piece of, developing ourselves in a way that's positive, but also moving the organizational excellence to a higher level. Uh, so, so enjoyed our time today. I uh, just love talking to you. I could talk to you for 
um, for a long time, but as of today, we'll summarize and, and end our conversation. But the best part is your webinar is coming up. I hope people tune in to Tim's webinar. Head over to studereducation.com slash events. And again, click on the event on button on the right-hand side of the page. Um, it's a free webinar. It's our service to you um, and our opportunity to, to share insights from the field. So we'd love to see you there. And Tim, thank you so much for, for joining me today and, and being a true partner in this process. My pleasure. And I look forward to building some more relationships, um, even in this broadcast. As always, thanks for tuning into this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. We invite you to share this episode and follow and rate us on Apple Podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.